from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. UNC at Syracuse. Number seven UNC at Syracuse, down from number three. Um, I said this earlier when when Duke went on a bad stretch and they fell to 22. I just said out loud, I don't think that's a fall, uh, big enough fall. I don't think UNC fell for, far enough. From three to seven, I think that they lost two of their last four, and their, their, one of those wins was a mm, sketchy win over Miami. Mm-hmm. The Duke win must be the only thing that the uh, – <laughs> the, 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 top 10 the voters have been paying attention to. Here's the thing is there, there's some other top 10 teams that lost as well. So it's just kind of like, all right, kind of weighing every, things every out. Cancels each other out. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think they should fall. And and by the way, I think Duke is a little, little highly rated. They're nine in the country. Uh, but when you're Carolina and Duke, you do get a little bit of name recognition bump. We'll just call a spade a spade. Uh, UNC has some, some legit, like, I wouldn't say cracks in the foundation, but they have some wrinkles they need ironed out, right? Some things that are of pressing need, and they can start tonight against Syracuse on the road. Now, I can say this because I've, I've lived in upstate New York. I've covered Syracuse uh, early in my career, paying my dues. Um, Syracuse is like another planet this time of year. It is cold. There, There is snow on the ground. It is little – it's just a drear – like you haven't seen the – gray. You haven't seen the sun in a long time. Uh it is a. It is a. It's a different. Like the the way I've described it, and I've like I said, I've lived up there. I've covered it. I've I've you know we did the Carrier Dome, all those sorts of things. Uh, recruiting to Syracuse during basketball season is an earth shattering challenge. If I were a basketball coach recruiting to Syracuse, I would go, don't come up during basketball season. I'm going to be busy. Uh, you know, I got to pay attention. Let, come up in July. That's when we'll have you for your – but there won't even be school in session. No, but we'll take you fishing It's because it is lovely in the summer, right? We'll hit the Finger Lakes. Like, come on, come on up in July. Uh, Syracuse feels like another planet right now. So if I'm UNC, here's my piece of uh, advice. Go to another planet and fix some things, right? Go up there and 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 iron out some wrinkles, right? I still think UNC is the best team in the ACC, but their grasp on that title has gotten a lot shakier over the last two weeks. They're one game ahead of multiple teams in conference. One. That's not many, right? So uh, you can't afford uh, any more lapses, right? If you had a lapse against Georgia Tech, if you had a lapse against Clemson, you can't have any more lapses, right? That close win against Miami even, I think, loosened the grip, right? It loosened some of the intimidation that that teams faced. When you went on that, what was it, a 10-game winning streak and you rose up and you were number three in the country, there was a little bit of intimidation there. Right, R.J. Davis was this flamethrower from the outside. Harrison Ingram was Mister Do It All. Baycott was was a sleeping giant waiting to 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 wake up. There was some intimidation. That's not there right now, right? Syracuse isn't going to be like, ooh, you beat Miami by what was it, three, four? Mm-hmm. Ooh, Georgia Tech beat you. Ooh, Clemson beat you. There's not a ton of ooh there. Syracuse. <laughs> is an opportunity for you to get back some of the ooh. They're undersized, first of all. They have a a like 7 foot 4 guy that plays sparingly. Other than that, they they don't have much size. 
They have some scoring on the perimeter, but I would argue that plays into the strength of of UNC, right? If you have scoring on the perimeter, you know, smother them with uh, the the peskiness of of Cormac Ryan, smother them with Harrison Ingram's versatility. Uh, you you have the guys, the 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 matchup there to to have some success. So I'm going to ask you this, Dennis. Hit me. Is this a get back game for UNC? Get back. Like how we use it, a get right game. Oh, get right game. Get I was right like, okay, game. Like, get, Sorry, get, get back, back get right. Did Syracuse say something? Um, oh, I get what you're saying. Like yeah, a revenge okay. game? No, yeah, no, no, get no, back. No, okay, okay yeah, get back at somebody. I I would say yes. I think it's a little disrespectful to Syracuse to say that because I think they're they're probably better than that. But probably. If, but if but, I'm UNC, I'm going, who cares about disrespecting Syracuse? Treat it like I, a get back game. Treat I, it like a get right game. And I think it's just, for, for North Carolina, it's one of those situations where you want to get right no matter who it is. Yes. You know, like it's not like it's not like what the Carolina Panthers were this past season, where it's like, all right, hey, you know what, guys, we'll we'll get things fixed out. We're playing Carolina Panthers coming up. It's a little bit that was a little bit different, but I think for for how much UNC, of a bummer would it be if your favorite college basketball team was described as the Carolina Panthers of college <laughs> basketball? Hello, Notre Dame. Uh, but <laughs> but I think for them, because defensively we've seen some lapses, especially in the first half of that game against Miami. Second half they're much better, but you want to see them get back right defensively uh and i know the loss of seth tremble has been Lost, magnified yep. uh now that RJ we don't Davis see him efficiency has dropped there's a few things that like i said there are wrinkles that need to be ironed out yeah things are going to iron out and i think also there is a natural i think there's just it's natural even though coaches may not say it hey, you had that big game that you got up for against duke at home the national spotlight obviously everything that comes with it and the next two games after that haven't really been so good. And obviously the game leading up to the game against Duke really wasn't that great either. You, you lost, you know, at the, you know, very late against Georgia Tech. So, yeah, this is a get-right game for Carolina. Doesn't matter who it is, whether you're playing Virginia, Virginia Tech. This case, it just happens to be Syracuse. I, I do think, if, like, Virginia's nationally ranked right now. They um, are, yeah. I think that the the – how well Virginia is playing is a testament to Tony Bennett mm-hmm. uh, and Reese Beekman, those two guys specifically. But um, but I do think it's different than if you were playing a Virginia. right? I do think it's different than if you were playing a uh, like a nationally ranked or a top four or five in, in the ACC program. Uh, I think you know in those games it's it's less about get right and more about by any means necessary. Uh, I'd, I'd like I'd challenge R.J. Davis to shoot a high percentage. Right? I I would have. You know, I talk about mini goals. Uh, some in, in in video game fans might call them side quests. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're like when you know the most obvious example, and I know this is not apples to apples, but the most obvious example is UNC against Duke. There are no side quests. There are one quest. Get the job. Win win the game, right? And and if anyone is focused on anything else, no. But against teams of lesser, you can have side quests. Like, hey, we want to win the game, and we want, uh, you know. R.J. Davis to shoot at least 50%. We want to win the game, and we want to take advantage of our size size uh, advantage down low. Mm-hmm. We want to win the game, and so I think this Syracuse game is one that you can have three or four ands. You can have three or four other things you're looking to do, whereas against UVA, you probably wouldn't have any other ands. It would just be win the game and try not to get dragged into the muck by the pack line and everything Tony Bennett does. So uh, that, that's what I'm looking for tonight. Not only will UNC win, I think they will. But also, how many ands? How many side quests can they tackle in addition to getting the win? Give me a side quest. Side quest. I want R. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. joking with the R.J. Davis. I want yeah. R.J. Davis to shoot. I'd say forty-seven percent or better. Okay. 
Last three games, he's been under 40% as a whole. And he's been shooting the three well. If if he if he were not shooting the three well, I would be less demanding of this because mm-hmm. shoot or shoot. And I, and I do think it's like, you know, if he goes two for nine from three, that's bad, right? That's not what you want to shoot. No. But if he's your best three point, like Monsanto, uh, Monsanto for, for Wake Forest shot two for nine last night. I'm not going to go into the next game like, geez, he better shoot better. It's like, no, he's your best three-point shooter. If he has a two-for-nine game, I, I still want him to keep shooting. But with R.J. Davis, it hasn't been that. He's been shooting the three well, and his shot, shot selection on twos uh, I think has been lacking. So I would the side quest for R.J. Davis is take much better shots inside the three-point arc. You're doing a great job getting open threes. I want better shots inside the three-point arc. Uh, I would also um, probably perimeter defense. Right, just because yeah. Trimble's been out, so I'm I'm looking at, uh, you know the the best perim- and Syracuse has some guys that can fill it up on the perimeter. I'm looking at the guards and and challenging them to make it difficult. And this is probably a film situation where you have to look at like if Syracuse is making tough shots, they're making tough shots, right? Better offense than than, than good defense, mm-hmm. but I want good defense. That's a side quest. I want my perimeter defenders, uh, especially you know in lieu of Trimble, uh, to be out there getting their job done. And then a few other small things. Yeah, it, sometimes with that it could be like, all right, let's limit them, limit them to under seven assists. Yeah, things like that. So yes. like that means you're closing out on on you know, on on shots or, or your, your off ball like, defense is really pull good. Ups if they're making shots, exactly. Like, let let those those shots be what they settle for. I mean, the the best way you can describe a, a great defense is the offense was settling all night. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the, you know, long twos settle for long twos. End of shot clocks settling for forces. Like you want the offense to settle. That's that's usually means your defense is playing well. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, I brought up Mon- Monsanto. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Wake Forest last night uh, b- before the uh, the top of the hour here. Um, I I, you know, some sometimes you just have to know what you don't know. I think that's a a big thing to admit. I don't think there are many people in this business that just simply go, "I don't know." They have a, an answer for everything. I don't know what the heck is going on with Wake Forest. <laughs> I just don't. It's so frustrating to me. Right, I like this. Like you know, I like to say I'm a fan of logic and reason. And usually, if you just boil things down to like facts, and you look for indicators, and you watch the game, and and there's there's usually a reason based in logic for everything. Wake Forest is consistently Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. They are consistently up and down. When when I think they're going to do something, they almost always like zig when I think they're going to zag. Wake Forest is the third best scoring team in the ACC. Behind only UNC and Duke, and it's not far. 
They're all over over 80 points per game. They're all below 85 points per game. We brought up uh, Monsanto. He is legitimately one of the best three-point shooters in the ACC, if not the country. They could not buy a bucket in the first half last night against Duke. No one could. Monsanto finished two of nine from three on a lot of good looks. That's the crazy part. The crazy part is there were a lot of good looks, right? The Like if if Duke were playing legitimate great defense, then then again, that's a film-watching thing. You'd watch it and you'd go, darn, Wake Forest offense never got a chance to get going, and you'd tip your cap to Duke. But if you watch the first half, there were a lot of open shots. Wake Forest just wasn't making them. It's, and if you take Salas out of the, the equation, they were making absolutely nothing. Luckily, Hunter Salas got going for Wake. And I, I was there last night, and Steve Forbes, after the game, their head coach, when he was asked about it, he's like, sometimes things you just don't have an answer. We had good looks. He's like, he's like, he's actually said, I loved our offense better in the first half because of the quality looks that we got, but we just didn't make shots. As simple as that. He's like, and we're a really good shooting team, and we just didn't make shots. Small gym, optical illusion. You, like some of it, you just you, you don't you don't know. But but that's the frustrating part about Wake. Like they're like going into that game, I was literally thinking like, well, their offense will probably give Duke some fits, but their defense is going to struggle. I thought at times their defense was pretty good. Their offense couldn't couldn't buy a bucket. And I'm going, well, this is exactly the opposite of. And it ends up being a game down the stretch. They were you know within shouting distance. And I'm like, this is not how I expected them to get here if they were going to get here. It's it's the most frustrating team in the the ACC is Wake Forest because so much about them says they're a good team until you look at like how many games they've won over the last ten and you're just like oh never mind I guess I guess my eyes are deceiving me and and this is not new information I've said this about Wake Forest four or five times in the last three weeks Efton Reed what the heck are you doing Efton Reed had three fouls, came out in the second half as if he were challenged to get a foul faster than anyone else on the court. 29 seconds in. And and it was not a, like, you know, you see an over the back or a push or a reach, and it's like, ah, he couldn't help himself. It was a double team where he had no reason, but to he just reached over and, and smacked the, uh, Filipowski. What the heck is he doing? Wake Forest, those starting five, and Efton Reed is one of them, they're, they're veteran. They're, they've played, you know, he's a transfer from, from Gonzaga as a Salas. Uh, like, they've played in a bunch of different situations. They, they bring a certain skill set. I, I really like their starting five, and, and uh, plus the shooter off the bench, and, and they were making rookie mistakes out there. I can't predict what Wake Forest is going to do. There's only – gambling is coming to, to North Carolina March 11th, right? Uh, I've I've lived in a state where it is legal, so I can I can talk about this. Um, here's the thing: there's only been a few times where I've been so cold gambling that I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do all my research that I normally do. I'm going to look at all the stats that I normally do. I'm going to take all my gut instinct that I normally do, and I'm going to pick a team, and then I will bet against that team because I am just so ice cold gambling right now that that is the best way for me to find out who's going to win is to pick who I genuinely think is going to win the game or be the right side of the bet, the correct side of the bet, and then go against every feeling I have because that's how cold I am. If gambling were legal here in North Carolina, and it will be March 11th, I would do the same thing only for Wake Forest. 
I would research a Wake Forest game. I'd have gut instincts about the Wake Forest team, about how they're going to play, about who's going to play well, about who's going to score, and I'd look at player props, and I would pick the ones exactly against what my instincts were telling me to pick, and I'm guaranteeing you we would all make a boatload of money. That's how wrong I've been about Wake Forest all year, and I'm comfortable admitting that. Watching last night, it was just like, of course that's how it happened. That's how I didn't expect it to. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity.